Hey, this is Phil Lamar. And this is also Phil Lamar. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk some history. All week we're celebrating dancing because there's a new comic book on Kickstarter called The Dancer by a friend of the show, Kat. You need to go check it out. It's awesome. If you if she gets enough uh, backers, for every amount she gets, like it unlocks new extra comics. And one of those is my book, We the People. So definitely worth checking out. Um, and supporting it, just go to Kickstarter and search for The Dancer comic, and it's there. But uh, dancing is is something that today, when we talk the history of it, we're going to see that there's so much to the history of dancing. I mean, you could do a whole podcast about the history of dance. Uh, somebody probably is. I, I don't know. If you know of one, let, let me know. I'd love to check it out and listen to it. But dancing has been around longer than writing longer than farming, longer than pretty much everything. We have proof of dancing that goes all the way back to like nine like nine thousand years ago. There's these paintings in India that show um, people dancing. Now I, I looked at these paintings, I pulled them up and it's the Bimepka rock shelters. They, they kind of look like a conga line, maybe, I, which makes me laugh thinking, you know, nine, almost 10,000 years ago, people were doing a conga dance around a, a fire. You know, they killed some kind of mammoth or boar or something, and, and then everybody conga. Like, I, I think that's really cool. Uh, there's also Egyptian hieroglyphics that show people dancing. And this is from, like... Uh, 3300 BC uh, it's it's been around you know and the problem with dancing is we can't really prove exactly how long it's been around because you know with with these paintings we can kind of see things uh, when somebody invents a weapon that weapon is gonna you know fall on the ground and be found by archaeologists you decades centuries later and they can test it, but dance, you know, it's a, it's a visual thing. It's, it's not there. And so that's why it's really hard to say when dance actually started. But scientists and historians and cultural people, like everybody thinks it's been around as long, as, almost as long as time has. Because before humans could write, you know, the writing came along way, way later. Uh, we at least know from these pictures that dance was around before writing. Many people believe that dance was used as a way to tell stories. You know, this is how we, if there was um, a big hunt or a creation story or something like that, dance was used to communicate that. And that's something that's still to this day in cultures all over the world. You see dance being used to told stories. And not just like in ballets and stuff, which we'll get in ballet in a little bit, but you you see it all all over the place. And an interesting thing, you know, talking about dance being used to communicate, uh, 
they've done studies and uh, you know even now we use dance as social interaction social communication but the best dancers in the world today have a gene like not only like a, this dancing gene but also these genes that say that you're good with social communication so it is literally wired into our dna that if you're a good dancer you're a good communicator I don't know so much that the reverse is true because I feel like I'm a pretty good communicator and I know I'm not a good dancer. I, I don't think that's fair to, to us. Maybe it's because I'm left-handed. I don't know. I just got the short end of all the sticks. But uh, so, you know, it's been used to bring people together. Even junior high dances today, you know, you, you have dance to get people in a room together to have a common thing like, oh, hey, music, common, dance, get together. And... I think that's really important. It's also used as celebration, you know. I, I just mentioned the junior high dance, but there's homecoming dances here in the States, and or at least in Texas. You know, anytime you can sell a prom, a dance, you know, graduation dance, senior dance, whatever. That's another thing that they've been doing forever, you know. Successful crop, let's dance. Wedding. As long as there have been weddings, people have been dancing at weddings. Births, people dance. You know, and that's something that has been handed down generation after generation. And I don't, I mean, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon because it's, it's a good way to celebrate. And like I keep saying, bring people together. Now, there are some fringes of dancing. Like there's some people who, some cultures over time who have used dance for healing. And of course, you know, there's not any hardcore evidence about this, but it's, it's been common enough that people kind of take note and study it uh even like during the plague in europe you know the bubonic plague they would have these groups that would dance and they believed that the dancing would ward off the sickness the problem with that is they would dance until they were exhausted like some would dance until they died so I mean, I guess if I got to go by bubonic plague or dancing, I'd probably rather die by, by dancing. Maybe. I, I think that would be the, the best way to go. <laughs> Who knows? But, like I said, it's been all over the world, all these different cultures. Uh, Asia and Europe both had very distinct and differing evolutions of dance. You know, uh, like Chinese dancers eat to this day we see lion dance and dragon dances and stuff and that's where you know they get in the line and they have the big costume and they dance around like a dragon you know you see it at parades and celebrations and everything and it's a really cool really iconic staple of the culture you know and Europeans they going into like the uh, 16th 17th century you know you saw ballet really form and tell its stories and even though ballet started off mostly as an Italian thing it became a French thing and that's where it grew and that's not the only difference you have between these two what's interesting is on the Chinese side of things dance was super popular all throughout Chinese history just like Europe, that they have that in common. But on the Chinese side of things, you actually saw the dancing of women become less and less and less. 
and it was more popular for men to be the performing dancers. Whereas in ballet, over in Europe and stuff, it was the opposite, where men were basically there just to, to lift stuff, to move things, you know, and the women were the graceful ballerinas and stuff. And really, that's how it was up until the early 1900s. Uh, when you had a guy named Vaslav Nijinsky come in, he was a, a Polish dancer, and people consider him to be the greatest male dancer ever, ever of all time. So, you know, just the the differences there. One thing that I found that I thought was kind of interesting is like in India, you know, dancing's real big. You know, nowadays we we know about like Bollywood and see those big massive productions and the dance numbers in there are just beautiful and crazy. Well, there was a time for, for a long time while India was under British rule that they thought dancing was immoral. And if you danced, you're a prostitute or if you, you know, only people who are into human trafficking, like if you were kidnapped, Oh, that's where the dancers come from. So, in hopes of trying to squash those practices, they outlawed dance. Like, you couldn't dance in public. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's one of the weirdest and maybe dumbest ways to try and outlaw stuff. But anyway, they did. So it wasn't until in the 40s when India got its freedom back that dance became the thing. And they they went all in on it. You know, we like I said, we see the productions and everything. Because they had hundreds of years to catch up for. And I, I'm i glad, you know, because those, those dances, those dance numbers, like I said, just the artisticness and the, the choreography and everything that goes into them is just crazy. And then you jump over to the States. And really, I, I would say dance in America didn't start until like the 60s when you got the weird postmodernism and everything but that helped pave the way for hip-hop which is very much an american thing you know when michael jackson did the robot in 1973 that's when people were like oh wait street dancing that's a thing and then you would get like break dancing and pop locks, all that kind of stuff that we still see today. You know, hip hop dancing is is very American, very iconic. And you know, on Tuesday's show, we talked about some of the modern movies that usually blend hip hop dancing and ballet, and seeing those two worlds collide. So it's it's pretty neat, you know, that every culture kind of has their stamp and their iconic dances. You know. Uh, because dance is is culture it is history it is part of humanity you know we see animals primates elephants dance you know when music is played so it it's part of the genetic makeup of this world and i think that's really cool you know because dance is going to bring people together more than language you know if I go to uh, Asia, I India, I don't speak the dialect. They don't speak English, but you dance. Like if music's playing and you start dancing, people are going to dance with you because that's it's a universal thing. And I think that's really cool.
Let me know what are some of your favorite dances. Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.